So from Meredith Grace, we've got The Edible Woman by Margaret Atwood. <laughs> the Edible Woman? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wait, hang on. What? <laughs> Is that a real one? <laughs> yeah, that's a real... I know that's a real author. Yeah, well, so we know, she's probably yeah. written a book about an edible woman. Yeah, right? okay, fair enough. And I know she wrote um, uh, the the Handmaid's the Tale. Handmaid's Tale. That's the one. So yeah. you know, this is bra- bound to be. I've an, read that, and uh, this is bound to be Tom, an yeah. absolute banging uh, action flick, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if, <laughs> if the Handmaid's Tale's it's gone, yeah. this, this edible woman's gonna be really cool. <laughs> right, right. I think what we need is I think uh Kristen Wig. Yeah. It's a superhero movie almost because she falls in a vat of <laughs> of sweeties. You know how they make the uh how they make boiled sweets? Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. She she's working at the boiled sweet factory and she falls in a vat of boiled sweets and lives to tell the tale like she she comes out of it and she is delicious <laughs> so i think right so maybe because right tom yeah tone of this movie yeah it's margaret atwood it's a margaret atwood movie yeah. right it's got to be we need to cast someone who's like a feminist icon in hollywood Pamela Anderson. Pamela Anderson. Good stuff. Okay. Kick-ass girl power, right? Yeah, yeah. Great. Uh, and then what we're going to do is we're going to have her... Oh, man. She's been dumped by Hugh Grant. <laughs> oh, no. In a vat of boiled sweets. <laughs> yeah. She gets dumped by Hugh Grant and she's so distraught. And and when she goes to no, work no, no, at the... She goes he, to work he at the dumps her in it. Her in, right? He dumps her in it. <laughs> He is also he's the boss at the the boiled sweet yeah, factory. Yeah. She's been sleeping with her boss. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Tom, this is a feminist icon yep, yep. we're talking about. Exactly, exactly. It's Margaret Atwood. Yeah. <laughs> but she gets out of this alive. Yeah. And is so tasty. Yeah. People she gets chased people, out of town by ta- hordes of men, <laughs> and she gets chased up this building. Yeah, in which at the top is is just a load of weapons for her to. <laughs> to it's Die Hard, except she, it's Die Hard, right? Except if Bruce Willis was really tasty, she she gets to the top, and there is um oh, who's kind of schlubby? Another woman. No, they're not going to talk about anything other than that. Oh, damn. Uh, Well, (laughs) they can't pass the Bechdel test. Margaret Atwood, what are you doing? (laughs) All right. What are you doing right in this? She gets up there. There's another woman there. They talk about something other than a man, like how much they like weapons or something. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They talk about guns. (laughs) They Um, talk about machine guns. Yeah. So we'll pass the Bechdel test. So this is definitely a feminist movie. Yeah. And then she gets even higher up on the tower that she's she's climbing. She gets on a ladder at the top of the tower. And um, up there is, of course, right at the top is uh, Werner Herzog, (laughs) uh, who is is like, I have been hiding here for many years because I do not have taste buds. Ah. Right. He's he's like a he's a father figure. 
Okay. And she can only succeed once she has his approval. <laughs> Wait, hang on, hang on. So, so Pamela Anderson gets to the top of this tower. Yeah. Gets on a ladder. Yeah. And Werner Herzog is already up there. Yeah, he's in a, on a cloud. <laughs> I was going to say, is Werner Herzog just floating? Yeah, he's on a cloud. Yeah. Um, and he's been hiding because he got chased out of town for not having any taste buds. Ah, right. He's like, you freak. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't taste. <laughs> Get out of town! Yeah, exactly. Um, and she's like, well, that's not on. And then he's like, no, it is not on, but this is our lot of life. Oh, I see you have managed to find many weapons. <laughs> Maybe we can protect ourselves from the people who are trying to eat you. It's just so <laughs> damn delicious. <laughs> to them, but so I have no taste buds. I have no taste buds. So I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know, no. And uh, I think, yeah, I think they set the building on fire. Yeah. And... Uh, like, like it's, it's basically the scene from Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah. She melts. She melts down because she's she made of boiled sweets. She's made of boiled sweets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, she saves Werner Herzog, so that's okay then. <laughs> yeah. And the other woman who we haven't named yet. <laughs> no. Why any, would we? Or given a, a given a Margaret role Atwood didn't name her when she wrote the novel. No, that's true. Do you know what? That was a bit of a misstep from Margaret Atwood, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> God, Margaret Atwood. If I had to come up with a criticism, Margaret Atwood. Um, <laughs> what? Name you, your female character. You probably characters. should have named that other character. Yeah, cause, probably. Because we don't want to uh, be... Um, we don't want to stray too far from the source material. <laughs> of course. The delicious source yeah. material. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so we... I feel, I feel like in this... In this, um, in this deleted now, scene. In the, and not, not, not calling it just yet. Um... <laughs> There's I feel like in this honourable mention, I feel like in, in this honourable mention, really we should engage more with the edible part. Well, yeah, I, I, Hugh Grant tries to eat her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's like, "Bloody hell, you're delicious." Oh, of course, because right, um, the accident that caused like her to be turned into boiled sweets also <laughs> is like a chain reaction, right? Everything's turning to boiled sweets now. Yeah. There's a new formula at the boiled sweet factory, mm. and it's causing everything to get it turned into boiled sweets. Mm. And so it's spreading out, right? The last place that's going to be safe, of course, is Werner Herzog's Tower of Fun. <laughs> the big, that's what it's called. It's got a big tower of. It's got. It's got. A, it's a big phallic tower yeah. that's got weapons in it, and and Werner Herzog's right at the top of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And um, Vernus Tower of Fun. Tower of Fun. Um, and uh, like everyone's scared of this 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 big wave of boiled sweet that's like everything's turning. People are also like being turned to stone, sort of thing, like an yeah, enchantment. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, here here comes Hugh Grant, right? He's climbing up the tower, trying to get away. There, everyone is trying to get away from the. Thing like almost like a like a zombie movie where they're all mm. trying to get into the safe place. Yeah. But she's like, no, no way. And he's like, oh, come on, b- baby, come <laughs> back to me. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm. I've learned my lesson. Yeah. And so she, um, uh, she lets him in. Yeah. Uh, and she, she catches uh, along, her, along with catches a, him along with a load of other people. Yeah. And then he's like, you know, gets close to her, says he's sorry, and then tries to eat her while she's oh, yeah. asleep. Just gives her a lick. Yeah. And, and he's uh, like, oh, humbug. 
<laughs> oh humbug yeah um, and she only she's like um, Beetlejuice she only wears black and white stripes exactly uh, Pamela, does Pamela Anderson yeah. in this movie yeah, yeah. Uh, and then um, she wears the Beetlejuice outfit she does the whole way through yeah um, uh, actually no not technically she wears a what uh, I think the I think costume called up and said that they got it from a costume shop it was a sexy black and white ghost costume <laughs> Yes, it's a Halloween movie. Yeah, yeah. The edible woman. <laughs> like the invisible man. It's terrifying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and, you know, he tries to eat her. Uh, goes, mmm, humbug. She wakes up and shoots him with a bazooka. <laughs> yeah, which fires giant humbugs. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair the enough. boiled yeah. sweet humbug. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's done justice to the edible woman. I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Um... What kind of justice? No, actually, nearly near near the end. It's, it's, uh, sorry, I've got a little <laughs> bit left. Yeah. Turns out that they discover, and the other the other woman in it that's uh, is is Lucy Lou, yeah. and she is Why a not? scientist who discovers that the only way to turn back the 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 plague of of things turning to boiled sweets is by is Pamela Anderson has to eat all the people who are made of flesh. And so she just goes and starts eating people. <laughs> Did not see that coming. Yeah. Yeah. She she, she dispenses justice. We're going to make this just as harrowing as The Handmaid's Tale, Tom. Social just by justice. having Just by having very visceral scenes of Pamela Anderson eating people. <laughs> You've not seen The Handmaid's Tale. No, I know it's no. harrowing, though. It's very harrowing. I can't watch the third... Right, Matt, Matt. You know my tolerance for har- watching harrowing stuff, <laughs> yeah. right? I can't watch the third season of you, The Handmaid's you're, Tale. You're, you're from Harrogate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My my Harrogate is, is very low. It's wide. It's wide yeah. even, yeah. And you low. You fit a lot of heroin. Yeah. <laughs> you're, a, you're a heroin addict. <laughs> I love I love watching heroin stuff. Um, but the third season of The Handmaid's Tale, I had to switch off. <laughs> it's fair enough. It's like, like, that's how bad it is. All right, well, fair enough. I won't, I won't watch it then. Yeah, don't. don't I, don't think, I don't think you could get through two episodes of The Handmaid's or Tale. Or read it. Matt. I won't watch or it, read it. Or read it. Or um... The book is pretty good. The book uh, is pretty good, and uh, and yeah, the, the 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 series the series is still very good, but, but it's, it's just like oh my god! But Tom, the edible woman is is, is like better for me not having read it. Exactly, exactly. <clears throat> Jesus Christ! <laughs> the other day, mm. when uh, I was listening to Mister Sunday Movies, the podcast, a very good podcast about films, a very good podcast about films, a very good uh, Australian podcast. Uh, about pop culture and uh, and films and stuff. Um, oh, yeah, Mr. I Sunday didn't know Movies. They had a pop culture over there. <laughs> I didn't know either. I thought it was just all eaten by the ozone layer. I, I thought it was just dangerous animals <laughs> capable of of withstanding the the amount of UV rays coming from the sun. Um, but yeah, and they, they mentioned Tom Cruise having a rant at someone. Yes. On the set of... Is it the new Mission Impossible it movie? Was the, yeah, it was the set of the new Mission Impossible movie. Which who, are, who, uh, Tom Cruise is an EP on, right? Like, he that, he also EPs, I think. Probably, yeah. yeah. 
he's he's EP on most of the films he's in. Yeah. Because he pays to get more airtime and ruin the movies he's in. <laughs> Look at the mummy. <laughs> yeah. Like that is ruined by the inclusion of Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. You're not. I wrong. mean, also a lot of other stuff contributing to the badness of do the think, mummy. Do you think he was like, I, uh, I turned that one down, but uh, it was pretty big, right? The yeah. Mummy. Yeah. Well, let's do a do do over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like do over. Imagine he was originally the first, uh, not one of the first choices for Iron Man. Yeah. Imagine, <laughs> imagine if he'd got his grubby little mitts on that movie. What cinema would be like now? Oh God! You know what? If the Marvel Cinematic Universe goes into a ditch, yeah, and they need to reboot, he's gonna be there. <laughs> Seventy-six my, my years chance. old. Second, he's gonna be seventy-six years old, and he's gonna be like, "I'm gonna be Tony Stark." I can't believe I said no to that movie. Um, yeah, so so he's he's going on a you rant. Knocker. I, I, can, I can only I can only do famous guy. If I if I try and do Tom Cruise, I can only do Adam Buxton's famous guy. YouTube, it's good. Yeah, you just good search, search famous guy. So, so anyway, I went, I went and watched this this rant after hearing about it on this podcast. Yeah, and it's a fuck. It's four minutes long. <laughs> of it's four minutes of Tom Cruise shouting at the crew about COVID, um, COVID precautions yeah, yeah, yeah. and restrictions. He really and stuff. goes off. Yeah, he really goes off, and it's the most passionate I've seen anyone about wearing a mask. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, and and the thing is with that, like. Just to be like candid, I guess, like he's right. Yeah, yeah. About the restrictions and social distancing at work and stuff. Yeah. And he's got good reasons to be um, invested in that because he's trying to save people's jobs. All he makes a great point. Mm. Just shouldn't be at that that volume. No, no. <laughs> you should. However, right. It sounds so scary and intimidating. <laughs> it. You know what? If Boris Johnson hired him <laughs> to yes. do public news broadcasting, yes, just put your masks on. All right, clear. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I, I, I was very amused on this. This is the top comment for it. Some fucking genius had written the fact that when he said, "Am I clear?" No one had the balls to say, "Crystal." <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And then and then when I <laughs> and then I was like, hmm, I quite like watching celebrity on set rants. I'll watch that Christian Bale one again. <laughs> because it's... You and me are done professionally. <laughs> oh good for you. And how was it? <laughs> I'm like I mean, he's not just shouting at like like an intern or something like that. Yeah. He's shouting at the director of photography. Yes. Which is like <laughs> Like just under the director, almost. Yeah, yeah for, Depends on the production, but just un- it's Terminator Salvation, probably not. Um, <laughs> just okay, under yeah. the director, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> just like the intern of photography. God, the intern of photography, yeah. yeah. And it's just like shit. He really goes off, and like I feel no sympathy for mm. Tom, uh, for Tom Cruise, for Christian Bale, yeah, yeah. that because it is just him being a diva and yeah. being a complete dickhead. Tom Cruise, I'm like. Fuck it's a quandary, a right? But it's so it's so loud. It's so unnecessary. It's, I, it's not just it's, it's loud. It's like 
He sounds so. If you've seen any of the like Scientology documentaries, mm. he sounds like David Miscavige, who's one of these mm. incredibly abusive um, Scientology preachers. I think because I've met a few producers and like like the, the more successful ones are people who do that. Yeah, it's really weird. It's like, like I I've seen a few producers who are firm. Yeah, but never ever. Like, they're scary in that if you do a bad job, mm. they're not going to hire you again. Yeah. But that's the limit of their scary. It's like mm. they can go cold if you disappoint disappoint them, but basically, like, firm, being able to say no, but also, like, still professional is mm. where you want to pitch at. Yeah. Um, like, it... No, you never want a boss to be that. No, you? no. You want... You know, it must be professional and not make you feel small. Yeah. I've, I've worked with a few producers who have just made me feel small, mm. uh, like Tom Cruise clearly does in that, yeah, in that clip. Um, and it's, yeah, it's it's weird. Because, <laughs> like, they seem to be the more, more successful ones. Yeah. Which is strange. Anyway, going back to... Yeah, back I mean, I guess, I, I guess, like, success doesn't necessarily... As, as we all know, especially mm. in Hollywood, success doesn't necessarily mean doing things... In a professional and nice way. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, the the more you do things in a, in a worse, problematic way, yeah, the more successful you become. Seeming to be that so far. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm holding out hope for uh, for 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 some people. But, yeah. You know. Yeah. You, you, like hope is all I ha- all we have now. Yeah. As millennials, we've seen every single person we ever idolized turn into mush. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so all we have is hope. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> You, you've got like yeah yeah no it's it's just people you idolize and you're just like ah shit like there's something coming there's something on <laughs> there's some skeleton in their closet yeah we all thought kevin spacey was a fantastic actor yeah and now now he's making youtube he's, videos now he's dead <laughs> he's dead yeah yeah apparently yeah, so yeah, yeah. Mm. um it's but weird that he died recently <laughs> But um, yeah, I found the top comment. The top comments on the Christian Bale thing. The two yeah. top comments were, "Who's here after watching the Tom Cruise rant?" <laughs> I just needed to be yelled at some more. Yeah, I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like more people have the same idea I have of like, "Oh yes, we love a good celebrity rant." Let's compare and contrast. Where are they going, Mel Gibson next or what? <laughs> I don't think you go to the dark recesses of the Mel Gibson rants. <laughs> you could probably fish up a uh, Shatner one, maybe. Probably, yeah, yeah. maybe. Oh, 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 oh um, Chevy Chase. Chevy That'd be a good one. Yes. No, it's it's like Tom Cruise shouting at COVID. Christian Bale. Ba- <laughs> co- well, I mean, yeah. Those, those two engineers were made out of COVID. <laughs> I mean, at that, that point, point yeah. at that point, I, at the end, I started to think he was shouting at the virus. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I mean, he's a Scientologist. For all I know, he might have thought that. <laughs> We're trying to save thousands of jobs. Yeah. It's like super aggressive, like progressiveness. Yeah, it's Danny Impossible. He's doing. He's doing the Danny Impossible. Uh, he thinks he's Danny Impossible. You know, the lead, the the, the lead in um, Mission Impossible. Danny Impossible, Agent Danny Impossible. Agent Danny Impossible, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Kim's uh, dad. Yes, and then there's, um, or just Kay's dad. 
Um, <laughs> because it's Kim Possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not Kim it's Impossible. Because Dad. <laughs> Kicking Kurt's dad. Kurt Impossible. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say now? I lost. I got distracted by, <laughs> by by correcting you on Kim Possible. Kim Impossible. Kim Impossible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. No. And then there's Chevy Chase uh, yeah. having a drunken phone call with Dan <laughs> Harmon. Oh, there's some good ones out there. Yeah. It's uh, it's a fun time. Yeah, thank you for everyone's titles. Yeah, it's a weird, it was a weird one this week we asked for, really, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a very strange one. Um, I, mean, I, like, I came out with it and just went, yeah, titles of books we've not read. And, then we'll and, just... I, and I just spent I spent an entire morning pacing back and forth trying to figure <laughs> out what I was going to put on the title post. It's happened quite a lot recently where I've just gone like, well, you've asked me for a genre and I've just come out with something completely <laughs> off the wall. Because I'm so bored of pitching just regular and film I've, genres. And I've gone, how do I ask for this? <laughs> how do I explain this concept that I don't fully Cause, understand? Because me and Tom are friends and therefore have a similar language about movies. <laughs> if Tom says the good for you cinematic universe, I know what it means. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but will our listeners? God knows. Probably not. <laughs> so I have to come up with a tweet that will both explain the concept and ask for titles. I just love how some some of the genres we propose to each other yeah. require like an essay of theory in order to describe. <laughs> yes, it's true. It's got to that point, six years in almost, where yeah. we're just like, we're kind of sick of pitching sci-fi and westerns. <laughs> let's let's mix it up a bit. I think I think so. The thing is with the old old genres, the the, the common genres. Yeah. I'm not sick of pitching them. No. It's just that um, they it takes a cool one to come out. Mm. And this is this is us feeling the hit of like COVID and cinemas closing. I think. Yeah. Because it takes a cool one for them to come uh, to to come out for us to go. Oh, sci-fi can be done like that. Yeah. And westerns can be done like that. Mm. And like all that sort of stuff, right? So westerns, our, our western stuff was buoyed by the Mandalorian. Our sci-fi yeah. stuff was uh, like, like in fact, last buoyed by by, by, by the Mandalorian. Our picks, our I want to do Pixar stuff. Last week was buoyed by having watched Over the Moon and Soul yeah. coming out, um, and sort of like. As films come out, yeah. we are like immediately inspired to do things in that genre of that style, and yeah. and, and and it's in it even better though. It's in the um, like the zeitgeist, right? So people mm. start talking about it. Therefore, people are going to have funny ideas about whatever's recently come out. Yeah, and I I think for the most part, I think because I had this thought because Ross Originals got in touch with us saying like how do we know which books you've not read <laughs> yeah. and part of me was thinking that is a good point Ross <laughs> you're right <laughs> we haven't published a list of books we've not read um but, and, like, but then again like I was just thinking oh, like every week it's just getting you to give us titles yeah. like you this is why we say any time of the week, just give us anything. Yeah, yeah. And we'll we'll make a movie out of it. <laughs> give give me a title and I'll make a movie for you. Give like, me anything, anything. I can play anything. <laughs> just... I'm a tune. I'll make it into a into a symphony. <laughs> it's it's that kind of thing. It's like it's just a get to get things that we we've yeah. got no control over. <laughs> yeah. 
um yeah it's um it's it, like and, and that's part of the fun i think mm. i think part of the fun for me part of the fun is challenging our listeners challenging people to come up with something and put their own joke in there and mm. to make it funny for us to make yeah. it funny for them and yeah i don't know <laughs> no boy do they <laughs> <laughs> and oh boy don't we yeah um, oh yeah i, I... <laughs> I, I laugh so hard some weeks because <laughs> some of the time just like just contextless nonsense yeah. sometimes it's just it's just very funny it's very millennial humour isn't it just yeah. contextless nonsense. nonsense yeah it's great we had six years of that it's six years of <laughs> contextless nonsense um so yeah like the Daily Star <laughs> that's who's reviewed us <laughs> Empire Magazine. Apparently, yeah, Empire Magazine. Um, it's okay, okay, magazine. But let's talk about, like, book adaptations. Yeah, that's a good show. Like, because... We've never done one. We've never done a book adaptation. For good reason. We don't read books. None well, of us can read. Yeah, I don't know how to read a book. I'm reading my first book in about three years. Yeah, no, I, since, since I got Audible, I don't think I've touched a paper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever touched paper since. Um, the, uh, yeah, like... I'm reading a non-fiction book, which is like probably the th- the third one of those I've ever read. Is it the player's handbook? It's not. That's, that's borderline non-fiction, right? Nearly non-fiction, yeah. but yeah. No, I think that ta- that counts as fiction. It's, it's, it's non-fiction about fiction. <laughs> yeah, maybe. That's, yeah, that's the play- that's the D and D player's handbook. Yeah, that's true. I do read a lot of of D and D books. Um, you can, and you just... can keep that Wizards of the Coast <laughs> role-playing books for the greatest role-playing game in the world. It's non-fiction about fiction. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons um, the books but yeah like uh, movie adaptations of books like uh, popular ones like Forrest Gump right Forrest Gump a book yeah yeah because I've read it I've read the book of it yeah it's a novel yeah um, came out in hmm, hang on when did Forrest Gump come out 1993. Okay, yeah. The novel is 1986, so it is... Yeah. yeah. Um, like, it is a novel, and from reading it, because I read it before I watched the movie, weirdly enough, mm-hmm. um, although I, the version I had... <laughs> you must be the only one in the world to ever do that, apart from maybe the script. <laughs> yeah, but the version I had had Tom Hanks on the, on the cover. Ah, right. So it was a, it was one of those, like, as seen on... You know. Yes. Yeah, um, of so, of course, the reason I'm confused between why it was... Whether it was a book or not was because, um, obviously, being that close to its release as a, as a novel, mm. it had way more of a... It has way more of a legacy as a movie. Yeah. And um, the book also has some vibes of, like, this could be a book of the film. Mm. Like, um, some extra stuff happens in it. Like I can't remember what happens in the movie. I know he goes to space. He goes to space. In the book. Yeah, crashes yeah. down in the Amazon rainforest. <laughs> um, uh, lives with a tribe for a while. Um, he yeah. does the ping pong championship that happens. in the That happens movie. in the film. Yeah. yeah. Um, he. Um, God, what else happens? Rockstar. Do that. No. Is there a big. Is there a big music thing in it. No. Okay. No. He, he meets Elvis. Okay, yeah, no, he's in. I think he's either in a band or he follows his follows the lady around who is in a band. Right. Okay. She, Jenna, um, she, is she in a band. She hitchhikes. She's okay. sort of part of the sort of hippie culture. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So there's that whole thing. But like, yeah, it's it's different. 
but mm. only with additive chapters. Mm. So if you see what I mean, like it could be a book of the film. Yeah. Um, but it isn't. It's obviously a, an original novel. But yeah. um, like, uh, yeah, it's so it's not that faithful, but it's faithful in a weird way. Like mm. it's faithful in that it like cuts individual parts out and just goes, we don't need this. They're gonna they're gonna stop this being grounded. Yeah. Um, like we're gonna you know literally going to space, literally living in the Amazon rainforest. Maybe we could avoid that. <laughs> yeah, he's in the Vietnam War in the uh, in the film. I think that's that's close enough to the Amazon rainforest, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's very di- it's very distant from the Amazon rainforest, mm. but it's. Uh, <laughs> Interestingly, like one that springs to mind is two thousand and one. Is that a book? A Space Odyssey. Yes, it was. It was written at the same time the film was being made. Interesting. It's really, it's really strange. Weird. Because Arthur C. Clarke was going back and forth with Stanley Kubrick. Kubrick was showing him what they were shooting. Mm. Uh, um, Arthur C. Clarke was going and writing stuff that he was seeing, and that they were. It, it's they. Wow. Um, Compliment each other. It's like season eight of Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, God. No, no. Um, um, 2001's a lot more groundbreaking. <laughs> Just as bad. I don't as know. More groundbreaking. I don't know, Tom. Does 2001 shoot a, uh, shoot a scene entirely in darkness in which you can't see anything that's happening? Yeah. <laughs> Oh. Actually, no, no. There is just a scene that's five minutes of colours floating at you. <laughs> which I guess is better than better, The Long Night. Better yeah. than The Long Night, At least yeah. you can see <laughs> what's going on. Without the best TV on the line. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, <laughs> listen, if The Long Night was in cinemas, I'd understand. I mean, it was, wasn't it? I think it was. Maybe? Don't know. Who knows? What, what answer is this, audience? Was <laughs> was the long night episode of Game of Thrones broadcast to to but cinemas? Like, if everyone was supposed to be seeing it the same, I would totally understand the choice. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it was like the best way you can see this is go to the cinema and it's wo- it's widespread release yeah. and it's everywhere and fine, right? Mm. But. It just ended up feeling like a pitch for OLED TVs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, you need this to watch this well. If you want to enjoy this show now. Yeah. I've never seen my mum and my brother squint at the TV for so long. Well, I'm half blind. Yeah, exactly. So, like... It was pointless you I even st- squinting. I was just listening. Yeah. I just was listening for the majority of it. I was like, what's happening now? And they were like, I think... Arya's hiding in the dark. Cool. Yeah. What's happening now? Um, the one with the face, the burn face. He's uh, fighting. Uh, what's in the ha- dark. In the dark. What's happening now? Oh, the guy with the flaming sword. Oh yeah, the guy with the flaming sword. I can see. <laughs> I, can I can see. He's got I can a flaming see sword. The sword. Nothing else. <laughs> it's shining a dull, a dull light on the walls of Winterfell. <laughs> On like, those, those grey black walls. <laughs> oh, this is commentary that needed to happen at the time. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's, it's been like a year. But it's and happening a, half. a year and a half later. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Spoilers for an episode of Game of Thrones that came out a year and a half ago. We haven't ago. spoiled anything. That was so bad. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, so 
Yeah, 2001, um, like, but recent ones, mm. uh, uh, the, like, I think we... Because what we're doing isn't even sending up a genre. No, no. It's not reading something. So, like, <laughs> what's what's the most divergent... Here's the thing. What's the most divergent film from its original book that you can think of? Apocalypse Now. Okay. Have you read yeah. the book? Uh, Heart of Darkness. Okay. I read half of it mm-hmm. for English A-level. Aha. Because that book is fucking boring. Oh, it's a good job you only got tested on half of it. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, like, <laughs> I, my my tutor changed the essay to compare and contrast the openings and endings. <laughs> because she knew I'd read those bits. <laughs> That's very. It good. was just for me as well very that good. she changed the t- the essay title <laughs> because I was fucking bored out of my mind by that book. Like Heart of Darkness can fuck off. <laughs> I can't believe they teach it. So how does it differ from Apocalypse Now? Well, Heart of Darkness is set. I mean, the the plot is very similar. Mm-hmm. However, it's it's changed its sort of setting it's it's context it's meaning almost it's message yeah, yeah. I, mean, the, I mean weirdly the it's it's uh heart of darkness is set during the congo during the colonial era right apocalypse now is set during the vietnam war mm. that's that's a big difference it is a massive difference yeah. but the plots it, are very similar the um the names even are similar here's the thing hmm. the names are different the, like the, the names are the same um, it's Kurtz he's going after in Heart of Darkness. It's Kurtz he's going after in. Apocalypse oh, well, now. no, I mean the the literal title of the. Oh, the name. The, yeah, the, yeah, the names of the. Uh, the uh, literal title. So it's, yeah, it, yeah. it is kind of based on rather than a adaptation of almost. Yes. Yeah. It's not, yeah a straight it's, it's not a straight adaptation. They it's... almost went. We can't make this film. Yeah. As it is, let's do something based on it, and, and like yeah. that's kind of like. You know, uh, she's the man, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's based on it. It's a different <laughs> setting, different time, different. Yeah, yeah. Same, she's same the man names based on. <laughs> yes, actually, yeah. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Um, Channing Tatum is called Duke. Oh my god! <laughs> um, and it's set in Illyria College, yeah. I think, or something like that. Mm. My, <laughs> 12, I mean, I, I have, I have a weirdly night. good knowledge of She's the Man because I've watched it six or seven times. Is it based on Twelfth Night? Twelfth Night, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, to uh, the point where I go to watch Twelve. I've seen Twelfth Night twice mm. recently. Weirdly, uh, not not this year, but not last year even. But um, like in the last few years, and I've not understood a word. <laughs> and I've just been like, wait, hang on. Just make she's the man. Just yeah, yeah. Just man. just do she's the man, but on stage, people. Um. Yeah, I, I do like the bit in Twelfth Night where uh, they have a big big soccer match. Soccer match. Yeah. yeah. Um. I think that um, Hamlet, Lion King, like all yes. that, uh, Apocalypse Now and Heart of Darkness, like mm. those ones are in a very specific adaptation category, which yeah. is to say where you don't recognise yeah. the source material. Yeah, exactly. In, and, and in the, uh... they've made it more filmic. They've made the story more filmic. They've stripped away parts. They've lived sort of like um, uh, kind of because the book works. And it's always a difficult thing. And I think mm. um, someone on, on YouTube called. Uh, Called the Dom does this. Um, it's not like that. Uh, it's just called Dominic, I think. Uh, but uh, he does uh, called call Lost an Adaptation, which is like books that have been ad- adapted to uh, film and how what what is literally lost in it, what what they get rid of. Yeah. Um, and um, did a bunch of uh, weirdly enough ones about uh, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. 
Oh, like, God. Like, will actually literally change between oh, the two. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I forgot I'd watched all three of those. <laughs> I can't believe you have. I know. My favourite bit is the uh, is obviously the inclusion of the Chronicles of Riddick poster in his, <laughs> yeah, in his old bedroom. Um, but, like, yeah. So, Jumanji's very different. Obviously, Jumanji's a picture book. Um, but I think... Uh, the one that I have found that is most different is uh, Ready Player One. Yes, because it, Ready Santa's... Player I forgot about that because Ready Player One is better. It is as a, a film. The, the movie is better because yeah. the pro- The thing is, one of people's problems with um, one of people's main problems with adaptations from books to film mm. is that. Uh, it strips out often it strips out a lot of the meaning to make it more filmic it strips out a lot of the background and setting and the sort of like um, the turmoil that the actors are going through it can't possibly mirror the turmoil that is going on in their heads with this mm. beautiful prose that's been written yeah well the great thing about that is that um uh, Ernest Klein doesn't know how to do uh, has, has a bad meaning yeah. does not have beautiful prose yeah. and I'd rather not be hearing what's going on in this character's heads yeah. so the film is just so much better the film is great <laughs> the film is great it's great it's fine hello just want to say thank you for listening to the Lives of Pitch deleted scenes we hope you've enjoyed it if you have maybe consider sharing it with your friends on social media by word of mouth anywhere really maybe you put it onto a, a thumb drive and just throw it at someone and maybe even reviewing it on wherever you got it if you find it somewhere on iTunes or Acast or wherever maybe review it there five stars thumbs up give everyone the heads up like I said before thank you cheers bye bye bye